Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Welcome, everybody, to When Words Fail Music Seeks Podcast. I'm your host, the professional handicapped, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. And on the other end of the world, here you hear my co-host, who is the loudest guy in the room, only when he's playing drums. The podcast internet sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet, my friend yours, Brosley. Let's go, all man. What's up, buddy? Not a lot, man. I tell you what, man. Th- this week has been crazy for me. Ugh, I don't yeah. know about you. Uh, speaking of um, crazy stuff, how is your uh, house coming along? Um, we are about, I would say, ninety percent done with the bathroom, All which right. has been proven to be the biggest task. It's been literally <laughs> top to bottom something has been modified or switched out or something and uh it's been a nightmare but we're almost there we're in the clear now um our goal was to have a good portion of the house at least painted or some type of upgrade made by the time that halloween got here right so in my head i wanted it to be done before october even came so that way when october hits it's full on <clears throat> halloween there you let's, go let's rock you know man i think what um, halloween is the best season of all it is Besides christmas. It. It's, my, it's my favorite time of the year christmas is, uh, christmas and halloween are, are neck and neck with me i don't yes, know about you absolutely so, yeah. and we've got um we've got some halloween themed episodes coming up which is exciting we do we do um and it's gonna it's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to do that. Right. Um, question. I meant to tell you, ask you this earlier. What better time to ask other than live while we're recording? <laughs> but uh, you know, I realized like on the days that we record, you know, normal episodes, we can. Um, why don't we do something where we, uh, like, we can talk talk briefly about albums that released on this day? Ooh. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and this came to me when I, you know, uh, saw this morning, I was scrolling through Facebook and mm-hmm. the used, I don't know if you were ever a fan of the used, um, yes. but, uh, the, you know, on this day, 16 years ago, they released in love and death right. and iconic album right. and changed for me. It changed my life in the sense of how I listened to music and what I was interested in. Um, and it, that, band and that album just kicked the door wide open to a whole new realm of possibilities with playing music, listening to music, what I took interest in, um, deep, meaningful lyrics and things like that, and paying mm-hmm. attention to what the words of the song even meant. And uh, so that's a that's a great one. But I found a few more. Um, and, uh, you know, tell me tell me if you like some of these okay. albums released on September 28th. Sure. Um, 
We have Black Sabbath, Never Say Die. Oh, dude. You fucking <laughs> released in 1970. Coming out banging, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne released No Rest for the Wicked mm, in 1988. Yeah. Um, and then Kiss released Psycho Circus in 1998. That, that wasn't okay. That wasn't very good. I, don't, I, 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 I wasn't <laughs> well, a very big fan of that one, but, but they're all yourself, you know, you know, kind of Doug. Yeah. And then um, another one I saw was ZZ Top released Triple X on okay. this day in 1999. Nice. So some of those are, you know, past their prime, but right. still releasing music. You yeah. Know? yeah. All so, great yeah. albums besides the Psycho Circus one. I don't, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> that's kind of, we'll yeah. forget about that. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but it's, but that's an awesome idea. I, I really, really like that idea. Cool. So, yeah. So thank okay. you for bringing it to uh, yeah, our man. attention. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, this week has been kind of hectic for me. You know, you know, work is always, you know, it's always a hit or miss, and right. it was very, very slow. But, um, I know you you heard of Nicole Gabikhan, right? I mentioned yes. that to you in the past, and we're trying to get John uh, John Gabikhan to come on. Um, I don't know if he saw our, our Instagram posts about him. Hopefully, but he we, has written, reached out a few times. Yes, yes, but he, he has written a book that I ordered. Um, a real life goblin wrote a book, uh, and it's called John Goblicon's Guide to Living Your Best Life. <laughs> so I cannot wait to to hear this. Um, and I bought the special edition. The special edition came with a vinyl of yeah. John Goblicon reading his book on vinyl. Oh wow! So yeah, so if you if you're too lazy, which I am, some most days I just have to yeah. put, put that on and listen to the sweet sounds of a, of a goblin talking to me by yeah. the book. That's, so that's that's definitely me too. Uh, when it comes to reading, now Allie reads like five books a day. It seems like I don't know how she <laughs> does. <laughs> I just can't, man. Yeah. I just I'm such a slow reader. It takes me forever. Yeah, um, right. I've been trying to read uh, the first Harry Potter book for months now, and I'm only in like chapter five. Right. Just well, to give oh God. you, okay. so, yeah. you know, I, I have my daily reads, stuff I read in the mornings. You know, but it's mostly like devotionals or something like that. Yeah. Um, but as far as like sitting out reading a book, like a fictional book or mm-hmm. anything like that, right. or nonfiction or anything, it's just. It takes forever. Yeah, I have read um, Dave Mustaine's Heavy Metal Memoirs, and that's very, very good. Anybody who is yeah. listening to this, please check it out. It's it's fantastic. So. Dude, we should do an episode on books either written about or by musicians. Yes, that's another one that we've actually read. <laughs> kicking, you know, things like kicking that. Kicking butt today, cool. man. I tell you what, you're coming up with some great ideas. I'm on it today, baby. You're I'm just it. firing them off like crazy. I do have a, I do have a quote question for you. Yeah. How fast is your car? Um, not terribly fast, but you know it'll get me there. Okay. So if okay, so I'm I'm thinking about us going to McDonald's and I'm stealing 1.5 <laughs> million dollars worth of stuff, and then we can get out of there. What do you think? Um, I'm good with that. Do you know where I got uh, that? Just do you tell know me where I need to be? Do you, do you know where I got the $1.5 million <laughs> worth of stuff? Oh, dear I, God. I think yeah. you do. <laughs> All right, listening, buddy. Dude. So why don't you tell the people what we're talking about? Because they're... All uh, right. Oh, so... And, well, <laughs> if you're not listening to the Not Religious Podcast, please go there. Uh, after this episode, you know, I'm, I'm kind of biased toward my own, you know, 
Thank but, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you to anyone that will go listen to um, <laughs> my other podcast, Not Religious. Right. Uh, That's great. I've talked about it before. I do it with my brother-in-law. It's more of a faith-based podcast, but um, from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, we, we always do news stories of the week, just funny news articles we come across and stuff like that. And did one for our last episode about a woman who she is, she's an Instagram model, but she and she dresses and cosplays as uh, Catwoman a lot Mm -hmm. and she actually was arrested for uh like for robbing people uh in her cat woman that's what kind of okay well attire at least she stayed true to the character so i mean we can't really you know yeah (laughs) it fits she's taking it to the extreme yeah but you know i i don't know i don't know if i was tired or what the deal was (laughs) i have been exhausted lately oh yeah, yeah and uh i fall asleep super quick and just never feel like um, never feel like I'm like awake enough to uh, do anything anymore. But we were reading a news story of the week, and this girl stole a credit card and then went to McDonald's. And for some reason, I misplaced my decimals when I was reading the article, and I said that she stole eleven point five million dollars worth of. McDonald's when in fact she only stole eleven dollars and fifty five cents worth of McDonald's. So I was to like, everyone okay, who so to that, I was I'm like, really sorry. How in the world did she steal one point five million? That's that's gotta be a super fast chick to pack everything that's, in. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. I was not under the influence of any substances. <laughs> I think I was just tired. I'm not really sure, but we had a good laugh about it. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I, I love mean, it about was, doing podcasting it was, it, it, is when you mess up, it's, it's, it's on here for so life. funny. Yeah. You, don't even want, you don't even want to edit anything out. It's no. just too funny. You just got to leave it in. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So good times, good times. Hey, um, I got I got something special for 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 you uh, before we start on our mm-hmm. um, main subject here. Yeah, I found a website. It's it's on Loudwire. I'm sure everybody's familiar with it. And they mm-hmm. told us um, how each band uh, came up with their name as opposed to other names in the past before. Like like they were thinking of one name and that that, that name didn't really fit. And yeah. so they decided to go with other names. So I'm going to do three bands, and then we and then we'll um, do three more the next week. Okay. Uh, Alice Cooper, you know Alice Cooper, right? He was a great mm-hmm. musician, great, uh, great, uh, you know, feed my Frankenstein. I'm 18. Um, school's out, you know. Great and song. Now he has his own hot sauce. Yes. Anyway, I got to try it, but not online. You know. I would love to try. It. Yeah, yeah. So in 1964. Uh, they thought about calling themselves earwigs, E A R W I G S, earwigs. I'm not sure how uh, well that would be over. And then <laughs> <laughs> later on, they they decided spiders. And then okay. late, and then later on again in 1967, they decided Naz N A Z Z, and then in 1960, it was finalized as Alice Cooper. I think Alice Cooper is a, is a fantastic name. I don't think Earwigs would, oh, yeah. would be a no, an abandoned no. name later now, on the road. Spiders would have been cool, too. Spiders is an amazing name, yeah. But I'm sure it's been used before, and it's probably been used by several bands at this point um, right. well, throughout this uh, period of time. But, you know, it's that's the tough thing about creating a band name. Right. Uh, we've spoken about it um, with uh, some of 
some interviews that we've done, you know, people coming up with band names. That's one of the toughest things because you want something to stand out. You want something memorable and you want something that, that stands no out. one else has used before. So right. yeah. generic things like spiders or whatever, it's just, it's things like that get used so many times. Right. And you almost have to think of something just totally unique. And sometimes that's <laughs> just either going by your stage name. Yeah. Uh, like they did or just uh, uh, the, some of the names of bands that we're talking about today are definitely out there and I right. cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the second the second man we're going to talk to is the Beatles. You've heard of the Beatles. Come on now. Help. You know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Who? The Beatles. I'm, you never I'm heard of them? Familiar. Oh, I'm no, sorry about that, I'm man. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Were think, they are like, like a grunge band? No, they're like a... Like a I, I don't well technically were they pop back in the day were, were they considered pop I guess so yeah, yeah I guess they were considered a pop they, band because they were like kind of rockish but kind of popish right. I, guess I don't know right. I don't know but uh, their original name in 1959 was the Quarrymen Q-U-A-R-R-Y-M-E-N Quarrymen okay and now it's uh, 1960 was, a, was like a plethora of like creative ideas um mm. It's the Beatles, B E T B E A T A L S Beatles. Oh, yeah. And then again, it changed again in 1960 to the Silver Beatles, and then again to the Silver Beatles. I'm not sure if, if, why that stuck, but they were planning on calling themselves the Silver Beatles, and then it got finalized into just the Beatles, just the, the just name we all know now. Yeah. Um. The query man was kind of an odd name, you know. I don't know what it meant. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's that's it's it's a pretty unique that um, you know to see these changes before the finalized version, right? So uh, I'm sure you've heard me talk about Behemoth, right? Oh yes, Behemoth sure. is a great band, wonderful um, black metal band, <laughs> wonderful black metal band, dark metal, yes. right? Yeah, very. Yeah. So I, I, I actually met these guys and these guys were like so nice, you know. Yeah. And sing the most dark songs but you know, they come they come out they as usually like, are. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, the people that you would think are nice and sweet are total jerks. Exactly, exactly. And yes, you sir. would never want to meet them. Yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so um in ninety one they came out so in ninety one their original name was Baphomet, which is the Oh. Um, Satan's right hand man, I guess. Right. Yeah. But I'm sure you've heard of that before. And then they finalized it to just Behemoth. So they didn't really go through a, a tough time um, uh, deciding. That's a great name. band name, too. Yeah. Baphomet would be an amazing name, too. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. someone else already had that name. That's why they changed it, maybe. I don't right. know. So, yeah. But that's all I got so far. That's uh, cool. uh, next week, we'll do the. Next three, and there, there, there's like about like fifteen artists, and so I figured every every week we can go through at least three bands, of, you know, three bands yeah. a week, and we, you know, we'll just go from there. So that would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you came up with this uh, next uh, subject we're going to talk about. Uh, I've I've never heard of it, but it sounds awesome, dude. There was a fun time a few. I, I would say probably ten years ago, it reached its peak. And then just fizzled out. Died and, out. Uh, yeah. But today we're talking about Nintendo Core. Um, yes, you heard that right. Nintendo Core. Nintendo Core. Uh, there was once a period of time 
um, again, reached its peak about 10 years ago and has not made a comeback. Mm. Um, it probably never will, but you know what? It's fun. And, uh, it's fun to go back and listen to those songs from that era. I had a blast during this time. Uh, it was a good, it was a good time for me. Right. Um, and, uh, Nintendo core was something that was another, another sub genre, uh, that came from heavy, aggressive music. And, uh, while most of the time it was very funny, uh, there were a few bands that took it more seriously. Um, for the majority of what we're talking about, we're covering five bands today that was in that Mm. genre. Um, and two of them were way more serious bands than the others. But, um, you know, as we'll see, like the progression of one of these bands has led to a more successful music career. And, uh, we'll, we'll get to all that, but uh, Nintendo Core is a broadly defined music genre that fuses chiptune and video game music with modern hardcore punk, heavy metal, and various associated rock music styles. Nintendo Core was started by bands like Horse the Band and mm-hmm. Albatross, the Any Eskimos, Eskimo, excuse me, the Any Eskimos, and Mini Bosses. Now, those bands that we just mentioned, I was heavily into Nintendo Core. <laughs> right. Uh, and I can't name you any of those other bands except for Horse the Band. Horse and the Band, okay. So so we're not going to talk about the rest of those bands that, you know, started this genre. We'll be covering bands that had a little bit more success that maybe you have heard of and mm-hmm. maybe didn't know, know what their roots were. I will. I, but, okay, uh, so I will tell you right now, I, I have heard of Nintendo Core, mainly from the, yeah. from the Neskimos and Mini Bosses. Right. Those okay. are two. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I have heard of it now. Now that you mentioned it, you brought back memory. So I'm. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, Nintendo Core frequently features <laughs> the use of electronic guitars, drum kits, and typical rock instrumentation alongside, and this is the important part synthesizers, chip tunes, 8 bit sounds, and electronically produced beats. It originated out of a diverse range of musical styles, including the various forms of hardcore punk and heavy metal. In uh, in addition to these origins, notable Nintendo Core bands have been influenced by a variety of other genres, such as post-hardcore, metalcore, electro, noise rock, post-rock, and screamo. Thus, Nintendo Core groups vary stylistically. And that's what we're going to mainly talk about today. Um, and these bands I'm way more familiar with because mm-hmm. I, I still listen to them. Right. I, I won't change the song when it comes on. You know, some <laughs> stuff. Right. You hit shuffle on your iPod or whatever, and you're like, oh, God, I can't believe I was ever into that. Th- these are still great songs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, they did not exactly all sound the same. They had many different uh, styles. Some were a little heavier than others. Some were more of like a punk influence. Mm-hmm. Um notable mentions that we should we should point out here the wonder years is a very popular pop punk band however if you listen to their first album which is hard to find i had no idea i happened to have a copy of it and i got it through like a sampler thing when i bought some gauges one time you know it's just it's odd but it's there's a lot of synthesizer and it sounds like a lot of those classic nes video games that we used to play and uh they they progressed away from that and i don't think they play any of their old music anymore it's mostly new stuff Mm -hmm. but started in that era because it was that was the popular thing at the time um but yeah just a fun time Hmm. just an absolute fun time yeah 
Um, well, the first band we're going to talk about today is, as we mentioned before, Horse the Band. And I will say this is the first concert I ever went to. Uh, Horse <laughs> the Band was the opening act. Horse the um, Band. So I got to see this band live, and it was amazing. Uh, this was the show I went to. I mentioned before I saw Norma Jean and the Chariot. Uh, and Horse the Band was one, was one of the opening acts. Um, so frontman Nathan uh, Winnick once jokingly described their sound as Nintendo Core. So he said it was a joke, and it turned into a whole subgenre. Right. So he usually um, he's the like the like the Godfather of, of you can Nintendo thank him. Core. <laughs> you can thank him. Yes, him okay. and Horse the Band. Right. Um, so although the uh, so he described their sound as Nintendo Core as a joke. Although the band have gone to great lengths to distance themselves from the label, mm. reiterating that it is merely that it merely describes the sound and not the substance. Okay, so he kind of. Uh, it, it, it kind of backfired on him is what he's trying a to say. A little bit. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Horse the Band uh, has released a number of albums, although they've been on a hiatus for, you know, a few years now. But um, their first album, Secret Rhythm of the Universe, released in 2001, which they released uh, themselves. Um, R. Borlax, released in 2003 on Pluto Records, was then re-released with bonus tracks in 2007. Um, The Mechanical Hand in 2005 on Combat Records. A Natural Death, which is the album that I listen to the most. Right. Um, It was released in 2007 on Koch Records. Uh, And then their final full length came out in 2009, Desperate Living, um, released on Vagrant Records. Um, but it was released in Australia and Japan through Roadrunner Records, hmm. much more successful metal yeah. uh, record label. Yeah, Roadrunner um, yeah, is a huge, huge, huge metal mm-hmm. company. Yeah. So they had some mainstream success with that, you know. So they started to get pretty popular there. Uh, in as far as EPs goes, uh, uh, they released uh, Scabies, The Kangarooster, and You in <laughs> 1999. Mm. Um, I am a small wooden statue on a patch of crabgrass next to a dried up riverbed what? released in 2001. <laughs> Where? Okay. <laughs> um, Beautiful Songs by Men was released in 2002. Mm. And then the Pizza EP came out in 2006. Mm. Um, at, at this, they, they, they really set the standard and brought Nintendo Core to the masses. Uh, Horse the Bandage, just mainly because they were, of all these bands, they probably saw the most success. Okay. Um, but just as as a, as a subgenre, strictly. Now, two other bands we're talking about today saw way more success, did a lot more things, and released many more albums and lasted a lot longer. However, for a band that started out this this is what they were known for right and they tried their best to distance themselves from that but so know, so do you think that was a curse for them i mean if they continue with it okay yeah because if they and you know they they never took anything very seriously <clears throat> they were always kind of a joke band right yeah. um i mean when i saw the when i saw them live at the again this is the first show i ever went to right in high school um you know they had their their keyboard or a synth player and he was wearing the shortest cut off daisy duke shorts oh, i've no. ever seen a man attempt to wear oh no um and their merch guy jumped up on stage during one of their songs and was playing the triangle 
<laughs> so this, this is like 2009. Yeah. Um, good old and, days, uh, right? <laughs> the good old days, man. And it's just, it was hilarious. But I think, you know, they, they got stuck and they almost couldn't find their way out of that subgenre. Right. And I think right. that annoyed them. Yeah. And uh, I can't say I, I don't completely agree with it, but at the same time, embrace what you are, man. You know, that, yeah. that's just, that was a fun time. I, I love looking back, watching <laughs> an old music video of theirs and just laughing my head off. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, um, the next band we'll talk about uh, in this Nintendo Core subgenre was Skyte's Airplane. Um, now, Skyte's Airplane was definitely way more popular during the neon. Uh, it, it's commonly referred to as the neon emo phase. So this is this is post like 2005, 2006 emo as we knew it with like My Chemical Romance and the Used and. Uh, so before it became known as emo music, it was the first neon emo? Yeah, so there was this time post, I think, it, to be honest, I love the Black Parade album by My, My Chemical Romance, but as far as like emo and rock goes, that was like a, the darkest we ever saw it, and mm. it was almost like people didn't want to continue to be that dark. It was black, and everybody had jet black hair. It was that was straightened and they wore like the dark eyeliner and stuff like that. Right. So that was emo as we knew it, but there was this time in like 2007 to 2009, 2010 known as neon emo. And it was bright colors. You still had your straightened hair, but people had huge gauges. You had neon colored shirts and like the bands had like the really big logos on them and like, all the cartoonist drawings. You remember those t-shirts from that era, you know, a day to remember devil Wars product oh, yeah. attack, attack, all yeah. those bands. Right. So Skype's airplane was really big in that time period, that neon emo phase. Um, but they were an aggressive band. They, they had breakdowns. It was, you know, deep guttural vocals and double bass. And, but they, they incorporated a lot of that Nintendo core, old NES tracks in there. Um, and it it blended well, and they were way more of a serious band. They didn't joke around as much as Horse the Band, right? Uh, they were definitely they took it way more serious. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought they were great. I had I, I loved a lot of their songs. Had a lot of their songs on my iPod, and it always sounded really good if you got in like a buddy's car that had like a nice subwoofer, right, and a nice yeah, system yeah. in his car, and uh-huh. it just would blare, just bump so hard. It was great. Mm. But um, Skyte's Airplane was an American. Uh, post-hardcore band, which is what they mostly identified as, I guess, um, from Fort Worth, Texas. The band was signed to indie label Equal Vision Records and most recently released their self-titled full-length album through the the label in late uh, in July of 2008. In March of 2012, the official Skyte's Airplane Facebook page indicated that there will be no new Skyte's Airplane music uh, sometime that year. Mm. Although in no, <clears throat> excuse me, although in November it was revealed that the band appears to be on an indefinite hiatus. No, so they've been out of the scene for a while. Yeah, but you know, they, there's still tons of great music we can go back and listen to um, that incorporated a lot of those. It, Nintendo sounds just loved it. I just mm-hmm. love the way that it sounded. Yeah. Um, m- most notably would be uh, Giants in the Ocean. It's a great song. Um, and it just, 
every bit of it just just so good and it blends well um so they released uh two full-length albums in their very short period as a band uh everything perfect on the wrong day released in 2006 Mm -hmm. and then their self-titled skites airplane album released in 2008 now, um, did, now, 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 did they say why about uh, what, what happened with the indefinite? I don't hiatus? think anybody knows the full story as to why that band fizzled out. Oh, so they never came out into uh, okay, not what really, not that I could ever find. Huh. There was no official reasoning. I think they split off, and some of the members are in more notable bands now. Um, but you know, it's just it, it it sucks, but I understand it. While this is a fun subgenre, this is not something that holds for a very long time right it's yeah, fun for a right. minute but it you, you know it can't last forever right yeah um but anyway have you are you familiar with that band have you ever heard of them i have not i have I, the only the, the okay so I, I i will tell you that i've heard of um like i said before neskimos and mini bosses yeah but I, I also heard, I, and I'm sure you've heard of this band too. I've heard of, of, a, of a band called Power Glove. Yeah, have you heard yeah, of her? Power Glove. Yeah, I've seen them live one time, and they were fantastic. They came out nice. in like all these um like weird outfits and stuff. Yeah, and they played like everything from you know um, Nintendo songs to Super Nintendo and like Sega. Yeah. You know, and they just murdered the, the whole crowd that night. It was fantastic, but no, I've no, no, I've never heard of Scott Eats airplane before. So yeah, yeah, so. yeah, fun time. Well, sounds like a new music high band. school. Yeah. yeah, this was this was high this was like high school for me. Yeah, um, I had a friend of mine that really got me into that band. Just driving around, going to get lunch one day, and I was like, "What is this? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is yeah. oh my god, this is great." Right. Um, because I grew up playing, you know, NES and uh, just old Mario games and um, so it's just it brings back a lot of memories it yeah. was fused with hardcore music that I loved and was getting more exposed to so it just worked well for me um, this next band we're going to talk about is uh, named Enter Shikari and while I'm not as familiar with this band as a lot of other people they've got a huge following in the United Kingdom um, which is where they're from, but mm. it's they're uh, they're way more popular in for more of their more recent music as opposed to their roots, which was based all around that Nintendo Core sound. Right. Um, but which is what I like the most. I'm not as I'm not as huge of a fan as their with their new music as other people, but I loved the song juggernauts that was just one of my favorite songs and i i love the the synth in it that it just it ties it all together and it makes me so happy <laughs> but uh, enter shikari um sometimes stylized as enter colon shikari and also with some greek lettering to make it look super cool yeah um, they're a british rock yeah doesn't that look awesome yeah um, they're a British rock band formed in St. Albans, Hertfordshire, England in 1999 by bassist Chris Batten, lead vocalist and keyboardist uh, Roe Reynolds, and drummer Rob Rolfe. In 2003, guitarist Rory Klulau joined the band to complete its current lineup, and it adopted its current name. So they're, they're still sticking with the same people for the most part. Right. Um they released uh, several studio albums and they're coming out with new music even to this day. They're nice. still around. Yeah, uh, nice. So 
uh, Take It to the Skies in 2007, Common Dreads in 2009, A Flash Flood of Color in 2012, The Mind Sweep in 2015, The Spark in 2017, and Nothing is True and Everything is Possible here in 2020. Mm. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I was not a huge fan of a lot of their newer music, but the song Juggernaut is just amazing amazing (laughs) amazing it is and it makes me so happy Hmm. but uh this band i've watched some of their live footage before and they put on a wonderful show Mm. um and i would love to get the chance to see them live one day whenever live music comes back yes please Um, they did a lot of touring with the warp tour and i remember being at it must have been I think it was my first Warped Tour 2011 I think that was the first year I ever heard of Inter Shikari but I had no idea who they were mm-hmm. and I didn't discover them their earlier stuff until maybe three or four years ago like I, I'm very behind on this band yeah. but um, that tends to happen with me I tend to find bands that have been around forever or have already broken up and yeah. I can't go to ever see them live and right. just have all this music to listen to but um yeah um they're they're way more serious as well with their music uh as opposed to horse the band and others um not so much of a joke band just uh very political and use that style to a i i i to adapt to what kind of music was coming out around that time so if i said hey brosley what album would be the most um, recommended from you know to get this band interested in me or me interested in the band with 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 which common album dreads. would you common dreads okay common dreads okay. yeah that's the one that features Dr- the, the song juggernauts okay. yeah perfect um that one's got a lot of of wonderful songs on there yeah um and yeah just a just a wonderful i wasn't entirely sure how to pronounce their name for the longest time <laughs> right um, yeah because i always feel like yeah. i'm gonna get it wrong yeah <laughs> i mean but, it's a um, it's a very cool name but it, yeah it's kind of a weird pronunciation though yeah yeah cool yeah um so the next the next man is the most absurd of the nintendo core bands that was out um totally a joke man took nothing seriously in fact do you remember smosh the, like the smosh. youtube channel yes so like yes you know the two guys they had a bunch of skits and things like that they did right. a song with this next band this next band is called i set my friends on fire <laughs> that's um, kind of another a, nice name <laughs> well uh, so where they took their name too which is how i discovered them in the first place they took their name from the band aiden uh, which whenever we get to our Halloween episodes, we'll probably talk about Aiden okay. uh, briefly there. They were a great horror rock band, um, but uh, that's where they took their name from. That was one of their songs. It's called I Set My, My Friends on Fire. Right. And uh, I was searching for that song. I was wanting to watch the music video or something on YouTube one day. And I discovered that a band was called I Set My Friends on Fire. I thought I'd give them a listen, and they killed it for you. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, what is yeah. this? Now, I wasn't into this band as much. <laughs> right. Because they were just so ridiculous. But they did a song called, I think it was called, like, Sex Ed or something like that, that they did with the guys from Smosh. And it's it's funny, but it just, I don't know, I couldn't get into them as much. Um, but it had a huge 
following in the MySpace era of heavy music. Uh, they were a big MySpace band. Uh, I know we've talked about oh, yeah, yeah. bands that have gotten popular from yeah. uh, like MySpace, MySpace and yeah. YouTube. And stuff <laughs> like that. Right. This is one of those bands. Um, they they got a lot of success because of MySpace. And um, but yeah, I set my friends on fire, often abbreviated as ISMFOF. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which this is another right. fun time of acronyms. music where everybody yeah. had super long <laughs> names and their acronyms were right. everywhere. Um, but they were an experimental rock band from Miami, Florida. The band was formed in 2007 by Matt Mahana and former member Nabil Moo. Hmm. Uh, they released um, a few. They had a few releases in 2008. They released their EP. I set my friends on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they also released uh, the album. You can't spell slaughter without laughter. Well, that is true. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I mean, and it's true. Yeah. Uh, in 2011, they came out with Astral Rejection uh, and and then took a break and came back in 2019 to re-release Astral Rejection mm-hmm. um, and then release an EP called Online Now with Little Lotus. Right. So, uh, which I believe Little Lotus is one of those emo rappers, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not familiar with emo rap at all. No, I'm so not either. For, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'll we pass. Don't but yeah, uh, they had a lot of funny music videos um, and seemed to appeal to a lot of people. But myself, I just couldn't get into them, man. Just couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. Um, there were other bands that were similar to I Set My Friends on Fire when we close out with this last band. This mm. was the band that I loved the most of any of these bands we're talking about today. I think I heard this. I heard of the, yes. the, the next band. Yeah. But. I set my friends on fire. That's pretty much all I'm going to say about them because I, if you want my personal opinion, they're not worth your time. Okay. So, so. absolutely, that's no go for me then because I. <laughs> but they were big in this Nintendo Core era of music, yeah. uh, and they had a lot of those really bright, vibrant T-shirts that you used to see. <laughs> you know, you go to Warp Tour and there's at least like seven bright, kids walking bright around. Bright pink with those shirts on. and bright, bright yeah, pink, yeah, 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 the whole deal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we'll move on to the last band that we're talking about today because they are simply the best one. And in more than just the, the Nintendo core stage that they had, right. uh, I wrestled a bear once is definitely mm. one of my favorite bands that's mm-hmm. ever been. Hey, uh, these guys came out with a song called uh, Kevin Bacon, right? Yes. yes. They have a song called Tastes Like yes. Kevin Bacon. T- yes. T- yeah. Um, and yeah. it features the uh, the horn right before one of the breakdowns towards the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you remember the horn sound uh, from like Dukes of Hazard that the General Lee. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the um, um, what's that? Uh, the I think that was the old Rebel um, uh, call right or something, or like something wasn't like captured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I wrestled a bear once, uh, often stylized in all lowercase and no spaces because that's the era we lived in. Right, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is an American metalcore band formed in 2007 in, uh, in Louisiana. To date, they have released one EP, four full length albums, and two remix releases. So, although I wrestled a bear once is generally categorized as metalcore, um, Often categorized as metalcore, experimental metal, and mathcore. Oh, that's fun. Mathcore. Um, I don't like the band's I don't, music I don't is like considered math. as diverse due to their 
use of frequent genre changes within songs varying between jazz, progressive metal, electro, synth pop, and even hillbilly music. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> And the band has also been compared to grindcore, which um, I get, which I get uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say above anything else that they incorporate in their music, for the most part, grindcore was what they were. Uh, right. Here's a little. Here's a little side quest for you. Do you know what is, what mathcore is? Yeah, I've never even and heard of. If you're someone like me who is not good at math. No, I'm, I'm terrible Something at like dude. math core when it comes to listening to music sometimes can be so technical with odd time signatures okay. and things like that that okay. I just can't get into it. Right. So I would say the only type of math core band that I could say that I enjoyed was between pretty me. Okay. Right. right. Um, just because they, they had the most catchy of songs like that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with math core a little bit. Okay, okay, I'm not so I had had to understand what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just odd time signatures and very random. There's no structure really. It's just it's just you write it, whatever right, comes yeah. to your mind, right? <laughs> yeah, and then hope that when you play it live, you can remember how to play this. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, the band attempts to evade categorization so significantly that they focus on blending as many genres as possible. Their song structures are known for chaotic changes in pace, varying uh, varying between blast beats, breakdowns, and then contrasted rapidly by melodic, lounged-out interludes in the middle of their songs. Mm. Um, Kevin Bacon is probably the best example of that. Right. Tastes like Kevin Bacon. That song, if you want to know what a lot of their early stuff sounded like, that's well, this, it. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> well, they had a lot of great songs. They were structured very similar to that. Um, but they released... Uh, a few good albums there while they were around in 2009 they came out with it's all happening in 2011 they released ruining it for everybody uh 2013 came out with late for nothing and then their final release was in 2015 with hail mary Mm -hmm. now um when we texted the other day and we were talking about uh about this band in particular i I was wondering if you've heard of the band Spirit Box. I have not. No. So they're they're really big right now in a lot of the heavy, the new progressive metal that's out now. Uh, mm-hmm. Spirit Box has made a huge impact, but what a lot of people don't know is that the singer that was with I Wrestled a Bear once. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, sings for them now? That's her. Yeah, oh, she okay. sings for Spirit Box. Nice. I did not know that because she doesn't look anything like she used to. She used to have really short black hair, wore glasses all the time and had that, you know, scene emo haircut yeah, from right, that yeah, time. Yeah. Now she's got like long, blonde hair. Right she doesn't hair. Wear, yeah. Doesn't yeah. look anything like she yeah. used to. So I had no idea, but listening to her sing, I was like, Oh yeah, it's the same girl. And I can't remember her name for the life of me, but, um, she had a, she, she's got a great voice. So not only does she sing clean very well, um, but sh- when she screams, it's good. Like it's right. not painful to listen to. Right. Some people, um, their screaming voice just gets annoying after a while and you can't get into it, but she just, she carried it well. Even her like dark, deep growls was just good. So mm-hmm. I loved I wrestled a bear once, man. They, they really made a huge impact on me. Okay. So for, is her name Chris, Krista Cameron? I think so. Yeah. I think that is her okay. name. Yeah. Cause I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. That's some yep. beauty of the internet, man. You know. 
Yeah. Schrader. And I yeah. believe she left. So she left, I think, before that last album was released. I didn't really listen to any of the, the newer stuff when they were still around. But um, I believe she left before that last album came out. Okay. And, uh, but. Well, it, it might be her sister because there's Krista and also a little girl my, by Melissa Cameron. So oh. Yeah. Makes sense. So uh, Melissa did the very last album, and Krista did uh, two albums, I think it says. And Courtney, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. So, on so that, they it's had all three happening. female singers, yeah, so I'm not sure which one yeah, we're talking it's about. It's All but, Happening yeah. is definitely my favorite of uh, okay. their releases. So right. I would recommend that one over any of the other ones. Right. But they had really funny song titles like Karate Nipples. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, Karate Nipples, Tastes Like Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, see you in shell all kind of funny stuff yeah. like that so they were a good joke band but they had they they were so talented the drummer was amazing um and i just was listening to them and i couldn't even comprehend what that drummer was doing it was just crazy he plays so fast yeah but never got the opportunity to see them before they broke up um i wish i had i think they were also playing at some warp tours that i've been to but just didn't go see them right and um but yeah fun stuff so uh, you know kind of wrapping this up i as i mentioned before nintendo core and some of these other subgenres are fun for a time a short time they don't tend to last because some of them are just so ridiculous it's not something you can continue to release over and over and over again but you know they're fun projects for a lot of bands um and i you can look back on it now and you're like god that was a fun time man that was just so it was a great time to be into music. Um, and while I don't ever see Nintendo core making a comeback, at least not anytime soon. Now, maybe like my grandkids or something will be like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, my God, this is great. I better make core. a man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, see, anything's um, possible because you look at these bands now that are coming back together and you're like, okay, well, I never thought that they would come back. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I know that this is a genre, but maybe new, newer bands can come up with a better um, way of relaying this this genre yeah. to to the new um, um, public. I guess you would say absolutely. So, so we might come back, and you never know. You know, you never know, man. You never, never know. know. Yeah. Well, um, do you have anything else to add before we close out today? Uh, no. Although, uh, if you don't hear from us. Next week we are in jail because I stole a one point five million dollars worth of <laughs> McDonald's and McDonald's. Blake couldn't get away fast enough. So, <laughs> but that's we, all. We yeah. tailed it out of here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No man, but I don't have anything else to add. How, how about cool. you? How about you? Uh, I think that's it. Did I make you a believer of any of these bands today? You did. You did. You did. Yeah, I will definitely listen to. Um, what is it? Uh, the Jer- the Juggernauts. Um, Juggernauts. Yeah. Yeah, that's my Ender Shikari. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I. Uh. You know, like I said before, I. You know, I listen to uh, many bosses in Eskimo, but but I think you turned me on to a lot of good bands now so except and go go listen to spirit box man they're good they're great they're they're nothing compared to i wrestled a bear once right not in like the music stylings is totally different but you know spirit box is a great band if you want to go check out you're looking for new metal Mm -hmm. yes they're they're wonderful and um do you you think that research the history do you think that i i i I wrestled a bear once um 
got out of it because they're not exactly sure. Like, because you said um, they focus on blending as many genres as possible. Uh, but I but yeah. I think if you blend so many genres in one, you don't know who you are as a band, you they know? Didn't, they didn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> that, that could be why, they, you know, they don't tour anymore. I don't know. You know? Probably. So, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So. Well, cool, dude. So where um, can the people sure find go, you? Uh, Oh, well, people can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get on Twitter. I'm more more active on Instagram with stuff, but, you know, right. I try, I'm trying to be more, per, you know, use my Twitter more. But both my Instagram and my Twitter is at uh, Blake underscore Mosley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, please go check out Not Religious if you want to hear me fumble up words <laughs> and misplaced uh, decimals. That's and, right. Uh, when speaking to money or about money and um, go check us out, man. We just did an awesome episode on um, Billy Graham's granddaughter. Right. uh, Which she's an interesting lady uh, Mm. because she's not a fan of Trump. Mm. And also, if you're a fan of Blink-182 and you miss Tom DeLonge, um, it's because he's pursuing aliens and uh, he's got more alien news for us. Have they found us some alien life forms on this planet? He's getting there. Oh, wow. Okay. He's getting there. Yeah. Right he's working with the government. Yes. So check Leave it out. Maybe to Mr. Tom DeLong. Man, he's, he's, a, he's a great artist and a great man to bring us cool attention dude. to alien life forms. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can find us also on um, Instagram at Words Music Speaks Pod. Um, Facebook is WWFMS Podcast. And Twitter, when Words Fail MS. So please visit our our, our website when the, the www.windwordsfailedmusicspeaks.com uh, and leave you listen to all of our episodes on there. Yes. So, okay, y'all. So until next time, I'm James, and that's Blake, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.